Hey there, welcome to the Author's Way podcast, the journey to finding your voice. My name is Jennifer Wright. I am your podcast host, and I am very excited about the guest we have today. His name is Dr. Anthony Perdue. Um, and full disclosure, Anthony and I um, used to work together. So we met, gosh, it was over 20 years ago. Um, we worked together. Anthony was a consultant um, that was working with the company I was working for at the time. And um, he recently, he's written actually two books. We're going to talk about the second one. Um, and the name of that book is Purpose to Power. And we'll get into it. And um He'll share a lot more information about the book with you because I think I think it's got some really, really great content, particularly for um, leaders, um, you know, leaders that are are, you know, fully into their career as leaders and upcoming uh, leaders. So there's really, really some great information. Um, and I'll let him tell you all about that in just a moment. Um, but first, let me just remind you that the podcast is sponsored by Execurite. At Execurite, we help leaders to reach their full potential by getting their words out into the world through books. So if you have a book in your head, your heart, your soul that you want to get out there, head over to our web website. It's execurite.com. Or you can email, um, hook up with us on, on LinkedIn, Facebook. All of those links are in the in the show notes. So head over to the show notes and you can you can get all the information how to to reach out to us. I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your story. All right. So let's jump in. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing well, Jennifer. Thanks for asking. Doing well. Nice. Nice. So tell us first, tell us a little about yourself um and you know how you your journey how you kind of got to you know this place right now sure sure well um i guess to start off that you know first of all thank you for having me on the on the podcast i really appreciate it and and yes uh it was many moons ago that we worked together and i remember those days as, as one of the um finest working times of my career so i appreciate it yeah it was we had a lot of fun <laughs> We did. We did. We had a ball. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, I, just generally in, in working, I think for me, um, I've always tried to figure out, OK, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, you know, at the time I was a consultant and one of the sayings of a consultant is, you know, you're a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. Right. So for me, it was really, you know, a journey uh, to come to figure out what I, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. So a lot of, um, of what I've been about, like becoming a doctor and becoming more focused on purpose is really about my own journey. So starting as a, as an IT guy, you know, used to be a database administrator and a consultant in, in, in um, IT and, in in, in business and e-business as the term was uh, called back then to really uh, getting into to selling the sales and to uh, really finding out what it means to be a good leader. And so really uh, my journey in, kind of pur purpose to power and, and, uh, and leadership was about how, for me, I could be a better leader, specifically in a in the context of leading sales teams and leading leading folks on um, on the job, as well as leading a family. So um, so I got into leadership. I got into really focusing on, on, on this concept of purpose and leadership about a decade, maybe about 13 years ago. Um, I was really drawn to it, and I decided to go back and get a doctorate in, in strategic leadership. 
And while doing that, I really dove into this concept of purposeful leadership um, and how as we self-actualize and we become our best selves, that we could leverage our own emotional intelligence and that self-actualization of purpose to really, really be be a, a, a good leader. So really what this book is about is, and what I, what I kind of, you know, intertwine my own journey is how do I become my best self? How do I find my purpose? And then ultimately for me as a, as a doctor of strategic leadership is how do I become a, how, how do I become a great leader and help others to also uh, become great leaders? So, yeah. I, I love that. I love your focus on purpose. Purpose has become very meaningful for me um, recently, it always has been, but recently it's really become kind of front and center of, of, you know, purpose, authenticity, um, you know, really kind of making sure that everything I do aligns with who I am. And in order to do that, I really had, had to kind of understand what my purpose was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, be it not funny, but it's, it's, it's like that, I think again, we all share a similar journey, and especially in the, in the in a world that we live in, where there's so many different um, uh, the, uh, corporations, people trying to place a purpose on you for the benefit of their uh, of their pockets, right? So, what I found is that it's easy to kind of get kind of sucked up into all the noise, but where you just talked about is being your authentic self and understanding who you are, your core values and principles and beliefs. And then how does that kind of culminate into uh, into a purpose is very important, I think, to kind of keep us grounded. And so that's one of the things that I, you know, I like to uh, talk about and I talk about in the book as well. Yeah. So, so I found the book fascinating. Uh, you talk a lot about emotional intelligence. You talk a lot about self-awareness. Um, you know, you talk about, really kind of using those and values. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought the the conversation in the book about values was so interesting. Um, so tell us a little bit about the book. So this is your second book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Purpose to Power. And so tell us, you know, kind of what kind of brought you to, to writing this book? Yeah. Um, so again, I mentioned earlier around 2010, I really started getting into leadership uh, for both professional and purpose and personal reasons. And, you know, as I started reading a lot of books and I was reading a book called uh, uh, Life on Purpose, I think the the author is Brad Swift. I had read um, uh, Purpose Driven Life. And what I found, and those are, I mean, those are great books. I, mm-hmm. I, I love the concepts and I love the um, discussions around purpose. And of course, there are a lot of different books and, and um, ways to, to find information on it. But what I wanted to see is, is really, you know, is finding the arc of understanding purpose and my purpose through to execution or to impact or to making a difference in my daily life and then in the lives of others. So it really kind of culminated, you know, again, over 10 years ago, and I'd say probably around 2015 or so, I was actually out of the country. I was in uh, in the islands and I was on the beach and I just started kind of thinking and, and writing. And that's when the actual arc of purpose to power came to to my mind. So it was one of those things where, again, it's it's a personal story, but I believe it's a story that a lot of other people uh, would be interested in because it's a process of framework for not just finding purpose, but then how to 
live, how to define it in terms of, in real terms about how you live your life and, and even bring, uh, bring your best self to work. So, um, so yeah, so it was about 10 years ago or so. Wow. So um, when you talk about, talk about purpose and talk about all these other things, what are some of the, what do, what do you believe are some of the most important um, concepts that leaders need in order to be, you know, the, the landscape has changed mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. particularly over the last, the last three or four years, but it was beginning to change even before that culture was changing. Um, people were becoming much more aware of, um, diversity and inclusion and culture and how do we make the workplace, um, a, a more fulfilling workplace. Um, so how, how do you recommend people, you know, you know, what are some of the, what are some of the, the tips or advice that you give people who are trying to shift into into kind of this new um new idea of what the workplace looks and feels like yeah that's a great great question and great and great thought i mean your 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 uh kind of description of how the workplace and the the landscape has changed is, is spot on at least from what i can what i've seen as well i really think you know it's almost like you've got to meet like People are people, right? So people have emotions, they have feelings. And what I think in the the old ways of working is it was almost like, you know, your feelings don't matter. You're here to, you know, you have a position and you're here to get a, a check, right? I think that's been, that paradigm has been uh, kind of turned on its head, you know, particularly, um, uh, um, you know, with millennials and, and Generation Z, it's like, you know, they they want meaning in, in what they do and they want to go to work and work for not just a a company that's going to that's going to be that's going to do something um you know great or, or 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 help the planet or help the world in some way or something to care about but also a boss right they want to come work for someone that actually cares about them and what they are um experiencing they bring their you know because there's this blur of like life and work now right we're remote we 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 work in our homes so how much uh, more could you ask of a person uh, to do, right, to, to get a check? So really as a leader, I think what's what I found to be kind of some of the, 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 the more important, let's say, characteristics or components of leadership are, I'd say number one is, is, is you've got to understand that, you know, your position is not, is not leadership. So your title is not leadership. It doesn't mean anything to a, to a lot of people, right? Positional leadership, bureaucracy, um, is 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 it can only get you so far, may get compliance, but you're gonna if you lead from that position, you're likely to get resistance, right? So I think that's number one. Secondly, is leadership starts with self-leadership. So if anyone who wants to aspires to be a really, really good leader, a great leader, you've got to really know yourself. You've got to be very self-aware, aware of your own leadership strengths areas where you may need to improve as a leader, your own emotional intelligence. And when I say emotional intelligence, I mean the full spectrum of emotional self-awareness, self-expression, how you show up to other people. Are you a, you know, a a bull in a China shop or, you know, are you empathetic? Do you have interpersonal relationships? Um, How do you make decisions and problem solve? And how do you 
tolerate stress. And, and that's a big one in today's workforce. And that's all a part of emotional intelligence. So I'd say really, you know, knowing that. And then the third part I'd say is really, uh, again, meeting people where they are and trying to uh, listen more than talk. And that's really where you, you know, you become a, a leader coach. And one of the, the biggest things I've seen that can be effective is to really understand what are people's goals? What do they want? Um, what What's their purpose? You know, help them to, to define themselves in the context of their work, right? So, so I think there's a number of things, but I would say the biggest thing is 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 self awareness, particularly emotional intelligence, uh, and understanding one's own strengths, and that can help you to kind of navigate the rest of it, including coaching and leading other folks uh, where they are. Yeah, you know, I think emotional intelligence is one of the things that, um, for me anyway, has I've become so much more aware of it. And so much more, especially the last few years, um, not necessarily calling it emotional intelligence all the time, but just those skills and really kind of learning how to. And I think one of the misconceptions that's out there is for some people is that a lot of these things are inherent mm -hmm. as opposed to learn skills. And so much of that can be learned. I mean, you can you can improve your emotional intelligence. You can improve your empathy, your self-awareness um, just by, and sometimes just by becoming aware of it um, and, you know, just learning what it is and how it, how it works. So, you know, I think you putting that information out there is, is so helpful because the more you learn about it, the more you, the more you can improve. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I do talk about that in the book and particularly how we've been a, you know, highly IQ driven society mm -hmm. where so, so when right. you, you know, you get grades, you know, okay, you got straight A's, good, good job. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. The, the challenge with, with IQ is that it kind of stalls, right? We, uh, we can, we're, we can take in more information, but we're, you know, we, I think by the time we're, you know, in, in our, you know, teenage years, we're, we're, um, as an IQ or in intellectually intelligent as we're going to get uh, EQ on the other hand, um, you can continue to change mm -hmm. your emotional uh, uh, awareness, your emotional, uh, you know, perceptions, your empathy, things that you just talked about. So, and, and studies show, and this is kind of where, and I think it's really important for, for people to understand is that emotional intelligence is actually a much, much larger predictor of success in life, right. at work, um, in relationships, um, in, you know, actually making, earning more money, a much more uh, larger predictor than IQ or, you know, being intelligent or being the smartest person in the room. It's, you know, so, so I, I uh, tell people all the time, you know, yes, work on your emotional intelligence. There's several books you can Get um, I actually give us a, 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 an emotional intelligence assessment um, to help people get to get a, a, a sense of okay, what is my actual score in these different areas? Am I out of balance in, in different emotions? You know, am, am I do I have a you know low self regard perhaps, but then high self expression? So maybe I'm kind of talking out of out of ways that makes might make myself feel better. That then kind of shows up in a leadership context, right? So there's a lot of different parts of emotional intelligence that we want to 
uncover and understand and sometimes getting, you know, an assessment or even getting a coach to help to, um, you know, with the transformation of what you want to improve is can be helpful as well. Well, and you know, what's so fascinating about that is you can use emotional intelligence and those other skills to kind of overcome some of the things that you feel may be holding you back. So as an introvert, um, and a pretty heavy introvert at times. I've, I've learned skills to kind of, but I still have a lot of the introversion um, kind of foundational stuff. But, you know, as an introvert, there were always, um, there were times that I felt like that was kind of, it was holding me back. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. getting to where um, I wanted to get because of that. Once I started understanding it and understanding things like emotional intelligence and how to use those skills, it kind of helped me to, um, now I am still more prone to stay at home um, <laughs> as opposed to go out to an event. I have to, I have to force myself to do that. But, you know, having understood some of these other skills, it's not as exhausting. It's not, I, I don't feel um as left out anymore because I can use these other skills that I've learned to help overcome some of the things that that might be holding back by being you know kind of a heavy introvert (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's really good and it's funny um purpose actually or or let's let's say self-actualization is a tool of uh is is one of the subcategories of emotional intelligence right so being your best self understanding purpose. And one of the sayings that Stephen Covey, who was, you know, the the author of, um, you know, the seven uh, habits of highly effective people, great book. Um, we'll talk about, you know, people that are successful, uh, you know, have the habit of doing things they don't like to do. Um, but it's because of their purpose, you know, or it's because yeah. of their, 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 their desire to self-actualize their emotional intelligence that says, okay, I don't feel like doing this, or I don't want to go to this networking event, or I don't want to do that. But it's, it's how do you, you know, to your point, not just uh, use, you know, bad energy, let's just say, but positive energy to pull you towards that. And so, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this because this is going to make me help, help me to self-actualize or help me to become a better person or, if you are high in social responsibility, which is another emotional intelligence category, I am going to make an impact on people today. I'm going to help someone feel better about themselves, right? That's all positive uh, energy, if you will, positive emotions. And so, yes, you're, you're spot on. You can use emotional intelligence to get you to do what you may not feel like doing, but also keep it in a positive emotional and energetic um, context. So. You know, that's such a great way to put it. And I never really thought it, thought about it quite like that. But if I do think about it, those times that I do kind of get past my desire to just, you know, sit at home and read, it's because whatever I'm going to, whatever is, is aligned with what my purpose is, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to go out and I need to meet new people. I need to, you know, there's, there's something in it that feeds you know, and aligns with what I'm trying to do. And if it doesn't, I, I will choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
so I've, I've never thought about it quite like that, that way, but that is my thought process when I'm trying to make the decision to participate mm. or not. Um, and then there's always those things that, you know, okay, you got to do it. Um, so, you know, and then you just sort of suck it up and, and go. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm um, going to switch topics just a little bit because one of the things we do with this podcast is we talk about the process of writing the book. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in in your process. Um, and one of the themes that we that we have right now for the next few episodes is the the process of getting started, because mm-hmm. then for a lot of people, that's the hardest part. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you, you know, what, what made you decide to write this particular book? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is your purpose um, mm-hmm. in it? You know, what is your why? And how did you, um, did you have challenges with getting started? And if you did, you know, how did you, how did you kind of overcome them? Do you have tools that you use um, or, you know, any advice you want to give? Yeah. Wow. So the, uh, yes, of course I had challenges. <laughs> what would life be without them? So I think kind of, you know, my why or my purpose. So first of all, um, my purpose is to help other people to find their purpose and to be the best leaders of themselves, their, you know, families, their teams, their organizations, their communities, um, even at, at a societal level, depending on, your level of influence. So, so it's really that, I mean, that, that's been with me for the let's say past 13, 14 years, just, just kind of having that, that uh, set in me. The, 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 the reason I wrote this book, I'm going to kind of go, go out into the future. Then I'm going to come back. Okay. Um, and I talk about this in the book is purpose and picture. So I, I kind of knew, or I had this vision, if you will, that, that as the as I have this purpose of creating, let's just say purposeful leaders to make it short, that it was going to be a lifelong event. Like like I, there was no way I'm going to you know year two, just going to um, have all the content I need. That's everything that's kind of going on in my, in my head. That I'm going to be able to express everything. So I knew that this is something that's going to be, you know, um, God willing, decades you know decades long um, um, activity. Right. So for me. Um, this was so the book was actually kind of conceptually thought of, of uh, as a foundational element towards that vision. And I have a I have a company called Lead Strong, and within Lead Strong, Purpose to Power is a is a course that I teach, but it's the it's like a, a foundational course for purpose. And then once you kind of get this, you know, the, the foundations, then you can start to, to work into, um, you know, other leadership characteristics and competencies and emotional intelligence, and then finally kind of mastering uh, influence. So for me, this was very much a, a foundational uh, piece. Um, and yes, it was very challenging to get started. One of the toughest things. So, so number one, I would just say, you know, you got to know your why you got to know your purpose for writing the book. And my purpose was, to fulfill my, not only just fulfill my purpose, but also to have it serve as a, as a foundational element in the, in the arc of my purposeful life, if you will. Right. So um, you asked the question, what are the challenges and what did I, um, you know, kind of, kind of deal with. So, so just getting started was a challenge. And and for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big thinker, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I have, 
do the Gallup Strengths Finder. Uh, I coach that as well. And one of the things that my uh, my first strength is strategic. So I, so I think I tend to think bigger and perhaps yeah. you know sometimes too too big because it it kind of can distort reality. But uh, I had all these thoughts in my head, and the thing you just got to start doing, or what I started doing, is just write, pick a time, uh, or have tools around you, whether it's a, an iPad or a notebook. I have a I have several journals. Anything that you can write with, just start writing. Just just write it write it down. Uh, and that's what I did. I, I started just writing ideas, ideas, ideas for the first probably couple of years, and then I'd say around 2017, it was kind of these waves. 2017, I started, um, you know target a more specific time to actually sit down and write. And I was kind of going back back and forth between time and number of pages. Okay, I'm going to get, you know, five pages done a day or three pages, or I'm just going to sit down for three hours and do these things called Pomodoros, which are like these 25-minute mm-hmm. sprints. And I think I do five, five at a time. So at least like two and a half hours of writing. Um, but it wasn't until 2020... It was during the pandemic when I started getting really focused. And 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 for me, it was actually I got I had a, a coach I was working with who was holding me accountable. Like, you know, hey, um, how many, you know, what are you gonna do this week? Like how many pages are you gonna write or how much how, how much time are you gonna spend? And so that really helped that accountability. It doesn't have to be a coach, but just having someone or someone, somebody to hold you accountable to what you say you're gonna do. Um, and remind you of the why. So the coach would, would would remind me of why I said I wanted to write the book in the first place, because it gets, it's like anything, the closer to the finish line you get, the, the harder it gets. It's hard to start, but it's hard, to, it's harder to finish, you know, so at least for me. So yeah, I would say that last part, last piece of advice is, is that accountability that really helped me. So thank you so much for kind of explaining it that way. Um, I really appreciate the fact that this was this has been a a, a lengthy process for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, "Well, I wanted to get my book done in six months, and it didn't happen. So maybe I'm just not going to do it." And I, I think people put kind of unrealistic goals on themselves, especially with this kind of work. Creative mm-hmm. work is such mind work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the ideas have to come as they come. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the fact that that you allowed it to flow as it, you know, as it did. I also love the, the idea of having a coach. And that can come in a lot of different ways. You can have a friend. That's, you know, kind of helps you have, you know, regular conversations. You can, um, there's lots of people out there that you can find as accountability partners, accountability coaches that mm-hmm. you can work with um, on that. Uh, you know, there's, there's lots of ways to do it, but I do think it is important to have someone that's kind of someone that you can talk to about it. Someone, you know, that kind of understands what you're, you know, I, I love the fact that you talked about how the, the accountability coach sort of reminded you of, mm-hmm. of why you're doing this. And it's important to have that kind of support. It's not always easy to get that kind of support from your closest, from the closest people in your life, from your family. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes even your friends don't necessarily understand 
everything. So it's important to kind of find someone or another writer. If you can find another writer that um, I encourage people all the time to find writing partners. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a process that I use that um, where you just sit together and write. You, mm. you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily working on the same thing. You just sit and there's something very powerful in, in doing that, you know, just mm. having that other person, you know, you kind of feel the energy. So, um, so those are really great tips and, um, and hearing about how you, how you kind of got through that. Did you ever run into, um, you did mention like toward the end, did you ever run into, into really kind of what they, what they call like writer's block or, um, you know, kind of that limiting belief kind of, kind of challenge that some people, a lot of people. Um, run into when they're trying to do something like this. I did. I did. And it's funny you mentioned, um, you know, the, the, you know, the energy of another, of, of another person, like a writer, mm-hmm. co-writer, someone you can write with, um, even if you're writing different things. I actually used, I'm a, I'm a big beach person, big mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, Eastern shore of the United States. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm really big in the seeing the water. Um, I would also like trees and nature. So, when I would get kind of stuck in 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 in, in it, it would either come in stuck in concepts or stuck in just the the exact you know what words should I say next? I would go in nature. I mean that to me mm. was the biggest the biggest uh, pick me up, if you will, because it that that uh, if you think about it, when you're in a house or in a in a in an office, the walls are closed in. When you're outside, it's infinite, right? So so for me, it it just really allow me to think and to be able to continue. And um, yeah, I'd say that. And then the second thing is sometimes you, you know, just by, just by writing, even if you're not writing about the subject. So for me, um, I would journal, like try to do it like at least three or four days a week. And I would start with different topics, but you know, the biggest one is gratitude, you know, really, uh, really Mm -hmm. kind of journaling about what um, I was thankful for often open the door for other avenues of thought because sometimes you mentioned like self-limiting you know beliefs sometimes our writing reflects our our mood and so you know gratitude journaling has been shown to lift our mood as part of what they call positive psychology um, and being able to improve subjective well-being so so being able to imp- improve your mood can actually improve uh, the writing so that's where the outdoors the the, the the sand between the toes, the gratitude journaling comes, you know, so that that's one of the things that really helped me to break through those moments when I had writer's block. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for new writers or for people who've been doing it for a while and maybe, and this, and this probably even gets into some of the stuff you talk about in your book, the emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. the self-awareness, mm-hmm. A lot of those skills are great skills for writers to have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your what is your best piece of advice for um, a new writer or someone who's trying to um, really kind of kind of get their book, you know, past the finish line? And um, so so what's what's, you know, maybe your best piece of advice for someone like that? Hmm. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I, I think, 
you know, I'll, I'll reiterate the, the, I think knowing your why is yeah. the most important, in my opinion, just, just, you know, if you're, most people are drawn towards growth, especially if you write, you're, you're, you're you know, you're drawn towards um, expressing yourself. So knowing why you're doing that, I think is the number one. The second thing I would just say, just try to work on it every day and, 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 and understand that it's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's a race of endurance. Um, it will, you will be, it, it will test you, but just write, just keep, just write, 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 write. Don't worry about getting it perfect. Um, but if you're a new writer, just keep writing and do not worry about um, what, how you feel people will, you know, think about what you're writing. Don't, don't get caught up in a negative kind of, you know, in the, in your mind about, oh, no one's going to like this or no one's going to read this or why am I doing this? Cause that can often happen. Just stay on the, just stay on the track that the, the, the train of creativity and, and, and flow uh, state just take take over and just keep writing and then you'll get to a play a point where you know with editors and other things like that where you can always kind of go back and make some changes or tweaks but just have the confidence that you can uh, you know your why you have the confidence that you can actually be a writer um, anybody can do it it's just a matter of of wanting of, of wanting it and so have that confidence and just write every day yeah awesome awesome I love that um, and I love the idea that everybody can do it. Um, I have so many people tell me, oh, I'm not a very good writer. Um, and first of all, I tell them, I'm sure, I, I promise you, you're better than you think you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's that's such great advice um, and, and very encouraging as well. Um, so tell us about what else do you have going on? You have any anything new that you're working on? Any any upcoming books? Any new books or or anything else that you're that you're working on? Yeah, the biggest thing I'm working on right now. So my you know my day job or what I do, my purpose and work actually is is again I mentioned earlier Lead Strong. So um, my website leadstrong.net. So I do leadership coaching. I have, I have coaching clients, individual clients and groups um, as well, and then on-site and virtual training. So I'm kind of a, I consider myself a leadership consultant in a lot of ways where I can understand what's going on with the company, talk to some of their leaders and figure out how and where a leadership needs to be improved um, in order to reach certain goals or improve team performance, improve employee engagement, things of that nature. So right now I'm really focused on uh, um, getting, getting the company uh, stronger, getting, getting, uh, getting, you know, building more clients. Um, and one of the things I'm going, I'm working on right now also are online courses. So what I'm, what I'm able to do is take a lot of, you know, from what's in the, you know, this book I have, um, again, I mentioned earlier, you know, I do workshops on emotional intelligence, have a, uh, a workshop focused around influence and improving and mastering your leadership uh, to improve engagement. And there's some studies around motivation and some things, some practices around that, that I really focus in on of which purposes is, is one of them, but really transforming a lot of my materials online so that I can offer on-demand online courses and augment those with group coaching. And I think that's probably one of the things I've seen to be most effective is being able to allow people to 
learn at their own pace, but then be in those groups to hold, uh, to have accountability, to have focus around um, application of what you're learning so that it becomes experiential and it becomes a sustainable long-term. So really this next season, if you will, I'm focused on um, building you know, the online courses and really growing my business. And then I have some thoughts about some things I want that, that I want to write about perhaps towards the second half of the year that I'll, that I'll get to, but, but, but not there yet. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So, um, so to the audience, highly recommend checking Anthony out. Anthony is definitely one of the smartest people I've worked with and, and, um, he's got some, some great stuff going on right now. So, so if you're interested in improving leadership skills and leadership skills aren't necessarily just for like the VPs and leadership skills are for everybody. So, so definitely whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're someone who's working for another company. So, so check out his, his stuff. He's got some, he's got some great stuff out there. Um, also check out his book. It's called Purpose to Power, Your Journey to a life of meaning, fulfillment, and impact. It's it's a it's a great read. So I definitely recommend it. We'll put the link, um, the link to Anthony's website, um, the link to his book in the show notes. So um, you know, go out and check those out. Um, one more question, Anthony, before we wrap up. Um, and I always ask this question because I, I always love to hear hear the answer. What do you have any books that have inspired you? You you already mentioned a couple about purpose. Any other books that, that you recommend to people to read? Anything that's inspired you um, through the years? You you have a couple of books. Um, I can see them there on yourself. So um, I think you you read a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I mean, you know, and so as you can tell, I I do like to read and and. Um, I, I've read some pretty inspiring stuff. I, I mean, I, I kind of go back to some of the the basics, and I'd say there's two. There's the non nonfiction category, obviously, you know, um, which I I write about as well. So I'd say Think and Grow Rich was would mm. be my you know if I had to choose one book on the spot, I think that'd be it. Just because it's it's, a, it's an older text, it's written by Napoleon Hill. It was early 1900s, and I think there's some basics. Uh, and some some kind of uh, what I'd say blossoming psychology and concepts that were brought into to work and and, and brought in uh, brought into kind of daily practice that I say is still relevant to this day. So that's be the first. And then I'm a big Paolo uh, Coelho um, fan. So 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 a couple books I'd say uh, the Fifth Mountain that was very inspiring as well. And Paolo tells these stories but integrates. Kind of these 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 principles and these these uh, um, um, uh, these lessons in them, and I think that that those those have been very powerful as well. So those will be the two, you know, think and grow rich, and then anything by Paulo Coelho, perhaps the Fifth Mountain, will be my two uh, thoughts on on books. Nice. Now, think and grow rich is just one of those classics that. I, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about it lately. Mm. Um, and it's one of those kind of standards that people go back to. Um, and it's it's a it's a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, definitely, definitely mm. read it. 
I'm not familiar with Paolo. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check those books out. I haven't, that's, that's a new author to me. Hmm. Yeah. I think he's Brazilian or, you know, inter, it's international, but his, his books have been translated into like 85 languages or something. He's, you know, so he's, he's definitely um, um, inspiring. So yeah. Let me know what you think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely check them out. I'll add the, add it to, um, I always have a stack of books. It's like, okay, those are the next ones I'm going to read. Um, so my goal this year is, is um, 50 books. Mm. So I'm, I'm working through that right now. So um, it's just such a great thing to do. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Anthony. I have enjoyed this conversation. This is, um, you sparked quite a few things for me um in the conversation as well so i love it i think the reader the the readers the audience will will really enjoy it as well so i appreciate you you joining me here today um so and you know enjoy the rest of your week and to the audience um check out all the stuff that we talked about all the links and everything is in the show notes and I appreciate you listening. Please go out and, you know, leave us a review. We would love to hear what you have to say or reach out on social media. Um, like I said, I love hearing stories. So um, if you have a great story to tell, I'd love to hear it. So, um, and this has been The Author's Way. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think that was a great conversation with Anthony. And, and if you're um, listening at this point, you you heard all of it. So it was a um, great conversation about leadership. He gave us some really good insights on uh, publishing um, or getting started, working through some of those challenges that we that we all have. If you're not familiar, which a lot of people are now, so but if you aren't familiar with the concepts of emotional intelligence, self awareness, and leadership, um, you know, check those concepts out and definitely definitely pick up his book. He's um, it's it's very well written. It has some really great concepts in it, and I've I've really enjoyed reading it. So um, so a great recommendation for that. Um, so thank you for being a listener and please go out and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And, um, if you can, please leave a five-star, um, five-star review that helps us, that helps get us, um, out to a larger audience. So I really appreciate, I appreciate you all. Um, we are now almost a year in with this podcast, and I, I so appreciate the reader, the readers, and sincerely would love to have you reach out to me. Um, I'd love to hear ideas for a podcast, um, ideas if you have, if you know any authors, if you know any aspiring authors, would love to have conversations with them. So um, enjoy the rest of your day, enjoy your week, uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy your life. And I will be talking to you next time. Thank you.